and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the Honorable Greg B, and this is Chapter 65. Um, it's been about a week since the last chapter, so not a ton of stuff happened, but a lot of stuff did happen, and I'm here to cover it all, but also to kind of preview the next weekend and things coming up. So, let's dive into it. Okay, last weekend we had a couple of UFC events, the UFC Ultimate Fighter uh, finale, and then the UFC 226, which was headlined by the light heavyweight champion Daniel Cormier, challenging the heavyweight champion uh, Stipe Miocic for the heavyweight title. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute because a lot of that has more stuff going on with it than just meets the eye. Um, and then we'll talk about some other stuff, but let's just see how I did for my predictions, first of all. Um, not good. Not good with the UFC. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I I guess I should probably research this a little better. Um, I mean, even in the fights, like I kind of knew the people. I still, did, still didn't do very good. Uh, but um, I did okay, I guess. Uh, but yeah, for the fight night, or the, the Ultimate Fighter Challenge, uh, I only got, let's see, five right out of 12. So five and seven, so not great. Um, I didn't get either of the, um, of the Ultimate... Uh, uh, the our ultimate fighter finale uh, uh, tournament matches or whatever, right? Got both those wrong. I'm not gonna go into all the details of all the matches, but um, yeah, needless to say, uh, I don't I didn't watch any ultimate fighter, so I didn't really have a have much knowledge of who was who was good, who was bad, who had done what, who had who had uh, been what done or anything in the tournament. So okay, that's on me, I guess. Whatever, fine. Let's move on. Next night, UFC 226. Uh, I got to watch most of it. I didn't see the prelim prelims, uh, but other than that, I saw most of it. It was there was some good fights. There was some not so good fights, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but uh, again, didn't didn't do very well in my predictions. <laughs> got four right. Got seven wrong. Um, I don't think there was any changes from when I made my predictions in terms of people getting um, dropping out or anything. Like there was a couple guys I don't think made weight or something, maybe. But um, yeah, I mean the main card. I mean the main bout was still on. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, the the lower or the the not the co-header, but the semi-main, I guess as you would call it, got uh, um, canceled the day before because Holloway had some concussion-like symptoms. Although then it sounded like maybe it wasn't concussion-like symptoms, but they weren't sure what it was, so they obviously erred on the side of caution. Uh, hopefully he's okay, and hopefully that, that fight uh, takes place down somewhere down the road because that would have been an interesting fight. The problem with that is that bumped up the Nagano-Lewis uh, fight to the semi-main, and boy, was that a terrible fight. I don't know, man. Like Nagano looked pretty, pretty. Uh, um, I, I mean, against Stipe Miocic when we went uh, back in January at two twenty, he just, you know, obviously his whole deal is he comes out and he knocks people out. You know, it's very quick. Um, you know, he's very, um, you know, he's a knockout guy. He's a puncher. He's a knockout guy. He'll come out. He'll knock you out in the first, you know, couple minutes of the first round or whatever, or else he's going to be in trouble. And that's what happened with Stipe Miocic. 
and he just ran out of gas, and Stipe just kind of, you know, you know, didn't want to make any mistakes and walk into a punch or anything, so he just kind of, you know, did what he did, needed to do and got out of there quickly. Uh, but this fight, I, Nagano just never even got, go, got, went, got going. Like, he just wasn't doing anything. I, I, it was almost like he was afraid to throw a bunch of punches and, you know, tire himself out. He wanted to, you know, try and fight, um, you know, fight him, box him, um, instead of just knocking him out, punching him. And it just didn't work. And Lewis, not that Lewis was much better. It just he wasn't as bad, I guess. Uh, and ultimately, Lewis won by the decision. Then we moved on to the main event. Uh, Stipe versus defending the heavyweight title against um, Daniel Cormier, the light heavyweight champion. And before that, right before the match took place, uh, certain individuals showed up. Uh, went to the commentary booth and said hi to Joe Rogan and whoever. I forget who else was there. Said hi to everyone, um, and said told Joe Rogan he'd want to be on his podcast, uh, and that was uh, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar shows up. We haven't seen Brock Lesnar on any sort of television or anything since uh, the Greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia back in the end of April. Uh, so, despite the fact that he is the WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion, okay, and despite the, all the rumors about him going back to UFC, okay, well here he is at a UFC event now. Okay, he has been to UFC events before in recent times. I think he went to one in February, maybe, or or somewhere along the time. Um, January, February, no, it wasn't January. It was whenever the last one was in Vegas, I think. So maybe January or March? No, maybe February? I don't know, whenever it was. He was there, he didn't show up on TV, I don't think anyone saw him in the arena, he just was there and said hi to Dana White, apparently, and there was pictures of it or whatever, so that started the rumors, oh, he must be leaving after WrestleMania, then of course, he won WrestleMania, and then, and then they're like, oh, well, maybe he's just gonna do the greatest Royal Rumble, and he's gone, and then he won that match, but he hasn't been seen since, and now there's rumors that he's not gonna be at SummerSlam, and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, fast forward, the match happens, uh, Daniel Cormier would surprise, uh, knockout in the first round uh he caught him with a nice punch and then followed it up and you know the referee called it off daniel cormier is your new uh heavyweight champion and light heavyweight champion. he's both now he's both um so then you know they t- start talking to him and he's like all right well you know now that i won this uh, i'm gonna call out a guy that's in the ringside and of course he tells lesnar all right get get in here or octagon side sorry not ringside octagon side uh get in here like and and lesnar comes in pushes him says everyone else's garbage he used different language but i'm not gonna say it and then said he was coming for that mfr meaning daniel cormier and then threw the mic into the camera it all seemed very very uh scripted and staged wwe style i'm not gonna lie um dana white then announced yep that that's that fight will happen whenever lesnar's cleared to go um, so supposedly Lesnar got back into the, uh, the testing thing that he had to do because he was suspended and he didn't fulfill the total suspension that he had from the last fight he had. So now he has to wait, I guess it's six months. Um, my thought process was that we're going to try and fast track it for December, but from all accounts that I've heard, he's not going to be ready, uh, until sometime in January. So 
who knows it could be the first one in january or something or i don't know who knows maybe he starts trading and things don't go well who knows you never know you never know these ufc things uh but what does that mean for wwe well they haven't really talked much about it at all they mentioned a brief statement about it on the website and that was about it roman reigns kind of hinted at it uh um on raw which i'll get to in a minute uh, or a while i'll talk about raw a little bit later on because i was there in attendance um but uh yeah as far as what they're gonna do with the universal championship i don't know man like if this is ufc they would just have an intern <laughs> interim fight for it which theoretically they kind of could do uh number one contender sort of thing but it's like if he's not coming back and he's gonna go ufc like at one point at what point are you just like all right it's all right you're just stripped of the title like you're done sorry if you're not coming back like we don't we don't need you as a champ. Um, at the same time, you get publicity if they actually mention that he's the universal champion or if he's wearing the belt. None of which happened at UFC 226, so what's the point? Um, get the belt off him and get it. I don't know. I don't see. People still don't know what his contract actually says or what it is. Um, a lot of people think it's just a per appearance thing, and it could be. But how can you have the you, how can you give him how how can you have him keep the title if he's on a peer, per appearance thing? It does it doesn't work. Um But whatever, we'll find out. Anyways, that match will happen down the line. It'll be it would have been interesting to see because Daniel Cormier is a very is you know, he says he's a big wrestling fan, so like he knows kinda how the deal goes and you know, he's a bit more um theatrical and a little more personality than say Stipe Miocic um I don't know that Stipe Miocic would have specifically called out Lesnar had he won and I don't think Lesnar would have gotten in the ring and shoved him and called him out kind of the way that whole thing planned out so you know it would have been interesting to see what would have gone down had that scenario taken place but it didn't I think they got the guy they sort of wanted I don't I don't really know um I mean, obviously, back a year or so ago, they wanted Lesnar and and uh, John Bones Jones, but uh, the Martian Manhunter got himself uh, in some more trouble, so I don't know if he ever fights again. But that's, um, that's uh, I don't know, that's not really relevant anymore, so. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, so I don't know, it, it was a decent card um, outside of the Nagano-Lewis fight. Uh, you know, the Stipe Miocic Cormier fight didn't last very long, but it was definitely exciting for what it was, and then the whole Lesnar stuff, so. There you go. Well, we'll see what happens. Will Lesnar be at SummerSlam drop the title? I don't know, but, you know, obviously at some point he's going to start training for the fight, um, whenever that actually ends up taking place, so. I don't know. Alright, let's move on, though, because also on last Saturday there was the, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 special in San Francisco. And while I don't follow New Japan all that much, I watch the big shows that they have, like Wrestle Kingdom, Dominion, um, and the, and what, whatever, um, when they have the live shows in um, United States and air them on XS TV or whatever. I, I'll check them out. Um, but I do, I do apparently know a little bit more about New Japan than I do UFC. I guess it's... It's uh, 
it's you know predetermined and there's storylines and stuff so it's a little easier to kind of figure who's going to win as opposed to the UFC where hey, anyone can knock out anyone at any point really um but yeah I mean I did pretty well I'm not going to run down the entire card but I got seven out of a nine right I got a couple of the tag matches that were kind of like in kind of it was a bunch of tag matches that were kind of like eh, this is kind of like the same sort of thing um uh, the only title that changed place, t- changed hands, was Juice Robinson winning the U.S. title over Jay White. Wasn't surprised by that. Well, that was an interesting match, and I don't know what they were doing with the guardrails. And I know in Japan they use different kind of guardrails, but they were using your standard, like, you know, gray bars uh, guardrails. And they were throwing each other into the guardrails, but the guardrails weren't really attached to anything. This, so they were just kind of going flying off and each... In every direction, and while they don't necessarily have ringside seats for these things, so there's no one really sitting ringside, that's kind of a New Japan thing, I don't know why. Um, but, um, they, uh, one of them was right in front of the commentary, so for, instead of the commentary table being in the barriers, they have them outside the barriers. And one of the berries went flying into the commentary table and knocked Jim Ross down, and he broke a rib, apparently. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that was a bit awkward. And there was a couple other spots where it was very iffy. Uh, the biggest terrible spot of the night, though, was had to go to Takahashi, um, Hiromu Takahashi, who broke his neck. Yeah, he was fighting Dragon Lee, and there was a some sort of German suplex thingy where he was supposed to kind of you know, flip, and he didn't quite make it, and landed right on his head, um, and it looked really bad, and it was really bad, and, um, yeah, I guess he broke his neck, finished the match, though, which was, you know, I mean, it wasn't, like, stone cold, oh my god, like, why is he not in the hospital right now type of thing, but it was like, ooh, that didn't look good, and then, eventually, ultimately, uh, yeah, it it turned out not to be (laughs) very good, um, it was also a dangerous bump by Cody in the main event, which Kenny Omega did win and, and retained his title, um, where he was powerbombing him through a table that was outside the ring, and he, uh, Kenny Omega was powerbombing Cody outside the ring, didn't quite make it, so he landed pretty awkwardly, I guess he was okay though, but, uh, yeah, it was a bit, uh, it was a bit, that was kind of scary, um, but, uh, all other other things that happened, Young Bucks won. Uh, no big surprise there. Whatever the you know most of the stuff was kind of you know it was good. It was good, but it was you know wasn't really consequential outside of the end. So the opening match had the Bull Club, which had Haku, King Haku, and his and his sons Tonga, Tonga, Tama Tonga, and Tonga Loa. I mean, we have an, he has another son, but he wasn't there. Uh, but regardless, they're all from Tongan, of for Tongan descent, anyways. Uh, they're in the Bullet Club, but they're not like the elite Bullet Club. So at the end of the night, after Omega won, and you know, kind of, you know, I don't know, they were all ce- him and the Bucks were kind of celebrating, and the and the and they came out and were celebrating with them, and they attacked them. So then. Uh, they beat up all the other Bullet Club guys, including Cody, who came back out and tried to help out. Um, so, 
Yeah, so I guess they're called the Firing Squad now or something. That was what the T-shirts that they had that they that they were wearing said. So I don't know. See what happens with that down the line. I guess I don't know. Like I said, I don't really follow New Japan Pro Wrestling that closely, so we'll see what happens. Um, okay, but um, yeah, so that's it for this weekend's uh, fantastical, magnificent, magnificent, magnificent. Uh, events although i will say one more other thing i did go see a certain movie that came out this weekend uh ant-man and the wasp uh so while ant-man isn't exactly iron man or captain america or any of those the guardians of the galaxy or even black panther um so you know the expectations in terms of how much money it was going to make weren't exactly as high as as any of those, especially not like Avengers or anything like that. It did okay. It did like 75 opening weekend. It was, you know, the first one only did 50-something. So, I mean, you know, it wasn't like too off um, uh, of the pace. I think they were estimating like 80 or so. So it was a little bit lower than that. Um, but I don't think that reflect that's reflective of the movie itself because I, I thought the movie was really good. That was very in line with the first one in terms of the tone and, and, and everything. And it makes sense given that um, Peyton Reed, the director, he directed it again. And everyone, everyone for the most part, was involved that was involved in this in the first one. I don't think Chris McKay had anything to do with this one uh, this time around. But and obviously there was the um, original director whose name is blank. I'm blanking on Edgar Wright. Who was originally involved in the first one and then got dumped, but he he had some influence on some of something in the first one. But he I don't know how actually involved he was. I think he just got a writing credit for the sake of giving him a writing credit uh, more so than anything else. Um, but um, regardless of any of that, yikes. Okay, sorry. I'm gonna <laughs> little uh, inside baseball right now. Uh, I am watching the World Cup semifinals right now. Croatia and England are playing, and it is extra time. And Croatia just scored to go up two to one. Uh, I think there's um, about twelve minutes left or so. So yeah, that uh, England. What the hell happened? They were up one nothing, and they let you know. All right, but anyways talk about that later um yeah so um what was i talking about ant-man yes so ant-man uh not to do any spoilers or anything like that other other than say you know it's definitely a good movie i definitely go definitely recommend uh watching especially if you like the first one and just you know if you're a marvel fan in general i'm kind of following along with all the marvel stuff i would just say yes go see it um interesting thing that happened though when i was when I went to the theater. So it was an early showing. Um, get in there. There's, I don't know, like 20, 30 people maybe in the theater. It wasn't packed, but it's an early showing on a Saturday. I like to go in those early showings because it's usually not as crowded. Um, and then you get out and you still have most of your day. As opposed to you go in like the middle of the day, you know, then it takes up most of your day. If you go at night, then it's usually pretty crowded and whatever. So I like to go nice and early. Um, problem with that was, uh, someone, whoever was running the show didn't, wasn't paying attention because, so they're doing like the opening things and like the trailers and whatnot. And I noticed that they have the curtains down on the side. 
Now, have you ever been to a big one of those big theaters with the big screens? They do these things now where they have the curtains. Because, you know, there's different aspect ratios for some movies. Some are like the wider, wider screen. Or some of them like, are like the kind of not as wide screen. So, like, if you're watching it on TV, if you're watching a movie on TV and it fills up your full screen, then that's, like, not as wide. But the ones, like, normally that are wider makes yeah, so they're wider. But they don't do it like that for movie theaters. They just have these curtains so that, like, if it's the smaller one, they put it in the middle... It's the wider one. They move the curtains and they have the full screen. And the thing was that the Ant Man, the original Ant Man, was the smaller. There was the one one point eight five or whatever it is. So if you watch it on your television, it's the it's it along with event the first Avengers are the only ones that are the full screen. All the other ones are the you know the widescreen. Um, so I'm like, oh well, it's you know it's Ant Man, same directors, same whatever. Maybe this isn't the widescreen maybe it's just the regular screen and then the movie started and well because the trailers look fine so i'm like okay well that makes that kind of works then but then the movie started and i noticed oh there's kind of stuff on the side on the curtains what's what, what what's happening why why what this is uh this is wrong this these curtains should have been moved and no one moved them luckily it was only a couple minutes and finally someone i don't know if someone said something to somebody or if um if um if, um, I don't know, if they just realized, someone came in and realized, oh crap, we never moved the curtains. So the first couple minutes were a little distracting with the curtains in the way, but ultimately, they they moved them and it was fine. Um, the other thing that obviously everyone's wondering, and I don't want to spoil anything, does it connect at all with Avengers or anything like that? Yes, it does. But it's not over, it's not like a lot. But it does. It obviously had to. It had, they had to comment on it. They had it had to mention it, reference it, or do something, because otherwise it'd just been like, "What the hell?" Um, so yes, because obviously Ant Man, spoiler alert, wasn't in Avengers, the Avengers Infinity War. This kind of explains why he wasn't, but at the same time, they do connect everything. Um, so yeah, but I don't want to I don't want to give anything away, but. Um, um, I also did check out a couple movies, uh, that I missed along the way, um, uh, but are out now on various platforms to watch. Uh, I watched, uh, Tomb Raider, uh, the new Tomb Raider. Um, it was fine. I don't know. I was never, like, a huge fan of the other Tomb Raider movies or anything like that, but, um, the only reason, the one of the reasons why I kind of want to watch it was because... Uh, Walt, Walton Goggins is the bad guy in Ant-Man, or one of the bad guys, I guess, in, in Ant-Man. Um, and I knew he was the bad guy in Tomb Raider, so I'm like, alright, I'm gonna watch a little more bad guy, Walt Goggins. Um, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, that was one of the reasons why. But, yeah, it was alright, it was, it was fine, I mean, as an action-adventure film, Tomb Raider is kind of like Indiana Jones, I guess, in that sense. Um, it was a little less gunny, though. It was more along the lines of the new Tomb Raider games, I guess, as opposed to, like, the old Tomb Raider games. Uh, she didn't get guns until the end of it. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, I teased it. I mean, it was... A, it's 
it's not so much a spoiler because it definitely showed it in like the commercials and trailers. It's more of a spoiler that that's the end of the movie um, than anything else. Uh, then I also watched Speaking of Guns and stuff um, to go along to get a you know. I watched Death Wish uh, with uh, the new one with Bruce Willis. Um, again, it's fine. I mean, it's Death Wish. It's just Bruce Willis shooting a bunch of people um, to get revenge for his family. Um, it's fine. It was fine. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. So that's, that's all I've watched for movies. As for TV, um, not too much to say that I didn't really say last week. I kind of, kind of given up on Colony, I guess. I don't know. It just hasn't really kept my interest, uh, anymore. Um, Cloak and Dagger was pretty good last week. I'm still liking that show. Uh, I haven't really picked up on any new... Netflix shows or anything like that. Uh, I am interested in the fact that, well, the new Purge movie came out last week. Um, but they're doing a Purge TV show, which I wasn't aware of. started seeing commercials for that, so that could be interesting. Uh, they're also uh, announced uh, that uh, Better Call Saul will be back, I think it was the beginning of August. Also at the beginning of August, they're bringing back The Sinner, which is a bit awkward, and I don't know quite how it's going to work. So... If you didn't, if you didn't watch The Sinner, The Sinner was a uh, show that started last year with Jessica Biel. Um, it was only supposed, to, it was only designed to be one season, and I th- don't think this new season has anything to do with the old season. It's kind of doing like the, you know, a True Detective or American Horror Story type thing where one season doesn't n- n- relate to the next season necessarily. The only thing I do think I heard is connected is that Bill Pullman's character is also in this season. Although, I don't know if he's like a main character or if he just kind of shows up and be like, Hey, I remember me from last season? Yeah, it's connected. That's why it's the same show. But it's not really. Um, but yeah, so... Um, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty much all I got for... Uh, television side of things. Um, I'm still watching uh, Preacher. That that's still on, but I don't know. This 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 week's show actually. This week's episode. I think I talked about last last week that it started off. The season started off kind of slow. This this week's episode. I think picked it up a bit. We're starting to go somewhere and starting to figure stuff out as opposed to the last couple episodes. Was like here's stuff that's happening. It's like okay, what does it mean? Okay, now we're trying to now we're starting to figure it out. So yeah, that that um, that uh, hopefully that picks up a little more too. Uh, that's about it, I guess, for TV. All right, what else is going on? Let's see. Um, sports. Uh, they announced the All Star teams. Um, you know, I won't go over the whole teams, uh, but uh, as far as the Red Sox are concerned. Uh, Chris Sale made it, no big surprise there. Craig Kimball made it, no big surprise there. Um, uh, Mookie Betts made it, no big surprise there. Uh, J.D. Martinez made it, no big surprise there. Uh, Mitch Moreland made it, bit of a surprise there. Uh, you know, he's having a decent year, but I was a little surprised that he made it. Um, and especially given... Well, I don't know, I guess, I mean, maybe it was just the lack of first baseman or something. I'm, uh, I'm not really sure. But I was a little surprised that Mitch Moreland made the All-Star team. 
Uh, Andrew Benintendi was in the final vote, uh, which I believe is still going on. I'm not sure when they announced the winner of that. Maybe tomorrow? Um, whether he wins that or not, I don't know. Last I heard he was in second place, uh, so I guess we'll find out. Um, does he deserve to be in the All-Star game? Yeah, I think so. I think so. He's been, you know, he started off really good and then he kind of teetered, he teared down, teared down? I don't know if that's a word. He kind of cooled off, I guess was the better way to say it a little bit, but he's picked it up recently. Uh, the Red Sox are on an eight-game winning streak right now, so it's kind of hard to uh, have any faults with anyone on the team, really, but um, except for David Price, maybe. Um, well, I guess what that was the last game they lost, so. But he almost blew the the last game he pitched. Uh, hit like three guys in the same inning and gave up a run. And ultimately, the Red Sox were fine, but and they came through on that. But um, yeah, I don't know. Red Sox still uh, going strong. I mean, I think they're two games up on the Yankees right now as we head into the All Star break. So yeah, keep it going, boys. Um. Also, the World Cup going on, as I said, uh, Croatia is still winning. Um, it is now in stoppage time for the extra time, if that's not confusing enough for everyone that doesn't watch soccer or football, as they call it, in other places in the world. Um, yeah, so, and the, England is only playing with 10 men because of an injury. Uh, they ran out of subs, and some other guys got hurt, so... You got to play a man down. So there you go. And uh, yeah, so France won the previous uh, semifinal yesterday. Um, so yeah. Sorry, kind of watching it. Um, Come down the end here. Uh, and the finals is uh, Sunday. I think at 11 in the morning. Because they're playing in, in Russia. So I don't. I think they're like five hours ahead, six hours ahead, maybe. Seven hours ahead? I'm not sure. Um, so. Yeah, that'll be interesting Sunday. World Cup finale. Also, Sunday will be the Wimbledon finale, which will not feature Roger Federer as he lost today. Uh, I don't know. What's, I don't know what's going on, but I just saw that Federer loss. I know Nadal went to like fifth set, but I didn't even see. Didn't end up seeing what happened with that. Um, I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Tennis? Anyone? Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry. I'm... Oh, that's it. Croatia has won, so it'll be Croatia and France in the finals of the World Cup. On Sunday, so England will not be able to bring it home or whatever they were saying. Um, sorry, boys. Maybe in four years. Maybe the United States will even make it in four years. Uh, all right, what else? Uh, all right. Oh, a couple of things I forgot to mention last week that I meant to. Um, and unfortunately, I don't know, I just didn't, I don't know, I just forgot. Um... And as we re- as we uh, kind of go into um, talking about some wrestling a little later on, the man they call Vader, and who are they? Um, I don't know. It was always confusing. So Big Van Vader, the man they call Vader, Vader, 
um, passed away, unfortunately, um, a couple weeks ago at this point. Uh, I just forgot to mention it last time. Um, he had heart, heart, eh. he had had heart problems. He had open heart surgery, and then he had to have more surgery. And ultimately, he ended up getting pneumonia, I guess, from complications or something along those lines. Um, and um, yeah, so he ended up passing away, unfortunately. So that that brings me in a weird place, and I don't know why I didn't mention this last week when I was saying my uh, my <laughs> blog razorvader.blogspot.com and at razorvader at uh on twitter yeah the vader part is for vader big van vader like the wrestler not not darth vader because the razor part was for razor ramon because this yeah those that name i came up with in 1996 yes um or maybe 95 95 or 96 somewhere in that time frame so yeah that's what that's what that was all about. So obviously Vader, um, you know he had he had a he had a really good run in WCW, um, and obviously in Japan, his WWF run didn't quite go as planned. Um, by the time he got to WWF, he was a bit uh, bit over the hill. You know he came immediately came in and had to have surgery, and it just kind of it never really panned out. Um, you know, he had the, he had the main event match with Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam, and supposedly he was supposed to win, and then he didn't, and then he was supposed to it was supposed to be him and not Sid at Survivor Series and what whatever. But you know, he had some decent matches in WWE, but nothing nothing along the lines of what he had had in WCW or Japan. But um, yeah, Big Van Vader, R.I.P. And on the other, on another note that I forgot to mention, uh, Vinny Paul, the drummer uh, for um, Pantera, and then also Damage Plan, and Hell Yeah, uh, passed away as well. Um, yeah, you know, Pantera unfortunately didn't end well. You know, there was a falling out uh, between the brothers, Vinny Paul and Dimebag Daryl, and. Uh, uh, Phil and Salmo, I guess whatever. There's still debate on what actually happened. It's uh, it's one of those you know. He said, she said, well, not she said. He said this. They said this. They kicked me out. I I left. Blah blah blah. He left. Blah blah blah. He got fired. Blah blah blah. I quit. Blah blah blah. Who knows? Whatever. Um, but ultimately, you know, that led to <sighs> damage plan, which Daryl and Vinnie Paul were both in. And then, because of all that garbage, um, some crazy fan, psycho fan, ended up shooting Dimebag Daryl on stage at a concert um, back in, I want to say it was 05? It might have been 05. Was it, it was, maybe it was 04. Hold on, i got to look this up. Either 05 or 04. He was like an ex-military something or other, or I or, or something along those lines that had kind of had some issues and Pantera was his favorite band ever and he blamed uh, Dimebag for um, for uh, you know breaking up the band or whatever so you want to go shooting you know you went on went to go shoot him and whatever that yeah, was 2004 okay uh, and it was early 2000s early to mid 2000s um, 
I don't want to talk about that guy anyways, but that's not the point. So, after that damage plan was done, and then Vinny Paul moved on to do Hell Yeah with uh, a couple other guys. I know the guy from Mudvayne, and I forget all this is in the band, but there's a few other guys that were in different bands that kind of all came together. Uh, and they had some decent decent music too. Uh, but unfortunately, Vinny Paul passed away. I didn't quite hear what he passed away from, but um, he had some sort of issues um, with, uh, I don't know, something. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not sure, unfortunately. Um, but he passed away, and um, yeah, I just want to mention that. Um, all right, so let's move on. Uh, we got some stuff coming up this weekend. Um, UFC has another bout, um, a fight night, more heavyweight stuff going on. Uh, so let's, uh, take a look at how terrible I can do in my predictions for that. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, so far as of right now, as I'm recording, this is Wednesday. Uh, so the fight's not till Saturday. So there usually could be guys not making weight or getting injured or whatever. So this, you know, card subject to change as always. Um, let's bring it up here. UFC fight night 133. Yeah. They've had 133 of these fight night things. Uh, Dos Santos versus Av- Ivanov. Ivanov? Ivanov. Ivanov? I don't know how to say it. I never know how to say it. Blagoy Ivanov. Let's go with it. Ivan Drago is back, by the way. I don't know if... Did I talk about this last week? I can't even remember. The Creed 2 trailer came out. Fantastic. Um, Creed's gonna fight Drago 2. To avenge his dad's death. Should be good. Alright. Anyways. Um, let's start off with the preliminary card in the fight pass. We got uh, women's strawweight Jessica Aguilar versus Jody Escabel. Uh, I'm going to go with Jessica Aguilar. Uh, next up, there is a... Flyweight battle between Mark De La Rosa and Elias. Elias. I want to say it's Elias, but it might be Elias. Garcia. It's probably Elias. Um, I'm going to go with Mark De La Rosa. Uh, next up, we have a. Uh, Women's flyweight battle between Liz Carmuch versus Jennifer Maya. I'm going with Jennifer Maya. All right, that that's it for the preliminary preliminaries on the fight pass. Now we move on to the preliminary card, which is on Fox Sports One, but the main card's also on Fox Sports One, so it, it's confusing because why do you have the preliminary card when you? We talked about this. I always talk about this. It's just weird. Um, anyways, we had a flyweight battle between Kurt Ho- Holobog versus Rani uh, Barcelos. I'm going to go with Kurt Holobog. Alright, next up we have um, a flyweight battle, Justin Scruggins. Scruggins. Versus Saeed Nurmagomedov. That's a long one. 
I'm gonna go with Saeed Norman Nugget. Um, I'm just gonna go with Saeed. Um, I should mention this is taking place Saturday night, if I didn't already, in Boise, Idaho, at the CenturyLink Arena in Boise, Idaho. Um, next up, we have the featherweight battle between Darren Elkins and Alexander Volkol- Volkanovsky. I'm going to go with Darren Elkins. Uh, next up, we got a uh, bantamweight battle between Eddie Vine- Vineland taking on Alejandro Pe- Perez. I'm going to go with Alejandro Perez. All right. Let's see. All right. Next up, we got a. Um, our next up, we move to the main card, which again is on Fox Sports One. So, yeah, you don't have to change the channel. Um, a women's bantamweight battle between Kat Zing- Zingano taking on Marion uh, Renu. I'm going to go with that Cat Zengano. Uh, next up, there is a featherweight battle between Miles Jury and Chad Mendez. I'm going to go with Miles Jury. Uh, next, we got a welterweight battle between Randy Brown and Nico Price. I'm going to go with Nico Price. Following that, there is a featherweight battle between Dennis Bermudez and Rick Glenn. I'm going to go with Rick Glenn because it combines two different characters from The Walking Dead. (laughs) And no other reason than that. Um, Next up, we got a uh, welterweight battle between Sage Northcutt and Zach Otto. I'm going to go Zach Otto. And finally, in the main event of the evening, as I previously mentioned, it is Junior Dos Santos taking on Blakov Ivanov in a heavyweight battle. Um, I wonder if Brock Lesnar will show up and call these guys terrible, too. Uh, But I'm going to go with Junior Dos Santos. Alright, so there you go. That's Saturday night, fight night, 133, Santos versus, Dos Santos versus, uh, um, Ivanov. Check it out on FS1, uh, except for the pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-limbs, which will be on GarbageFaceTime.com. I don't know. <laughs> A UFC fight pass. Or the, you know, but GarbageTime.com will have the, uh, fights in the parking lot in Boise, Idaho. GarbageTime.com for all your random fights for no reason. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. It's too hot out. I'd turn off the fan so it wouldn't be loud in the recording thing. Um, Alright, so that does it for UFC. Uh, Then we got some World Cup action that we now know the the matchup for for Sunday. We got Croatia taking on France. Uh, I gotta go with France on that one, I think, right? From the uh, lovely, lovely 
Luzinski Stadium in Moscow. Speaking of Ivan Dragov, Ivan Dragov, what did I say? Ivan Drago. Like I said, it's too hot. It's too hot. It's too hot out. I can't concentrate. I don't know what's going on. Uh, all right, but let's let's get into the other stuff. Uh, we got some wrestling coming up this weekend. WWE presents Extreme Rules, um, even though there aren't that many rules that are extreme. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, back in the day when they used to do this pay per view, I think every match had some sort of stipulation. But um, yeah, not so much. Not so much. I think there's four matches, or maybe five, that have stipulations, but not even like the big ones. Like, but we'll get we'll get into it. But let's let's first. I didn't really talk about what happened in Money in the Bank last time, so let's let's kind of dive into that for a minute. Um, although I did mostly, so maybe let's just go through the card and kind of go over kind of what's happening. Um, but the. the the thing is, I went to Raw this weekend, or this Monday. It's past Monday, a couple days ago, at the Garden. Um, it was it was fine. You know, it's it's tough when you get this time of year because you're not quite ready to build up for SummerSlam. You're well past you know WrestleMania season. Um, you're not building up towards anything like that. So it's like kind of like eh, you know what what do you, what are we building here? All right, Extreme Rules is set. Then we'll start focusing on SummerSlam. So there weren't a lot of big names there. There was no Lesnar, obviously. There was no, you know, Triple H was probably there, but it wasn't on TV or anything. Um, you know, uh, there was no Cena. There was no Undertaker, even though he wrestled a couple nights before at Madison Square Garden. Uh, Ronda Rousey wasn't there because she's suspended, even though she's been wrestling at all the house shows. So it's like, what? Um... You know, so it's, it was a bit, it was a bit of a thrown together thing, but they were building towards extreme roles, and you know they have plenty of guys and they have plenty of matches set, and you know it was interesting. Um, I would say the biggest guys that were over uh, in terms of crowd reaction and stuff were definitely Elias, Seth Rollins. I mean, obviously Roman Reigns gets a reaction; it's mostly booze. Um, Lashley's not quite there yet. Um, Sasha Banks wasn't even on in person. And the other thing was Braun Strowman. He only appeared briefly on screen to announce the the this match with Kevin Owens. But by the time he actually came out in front of the crowd, it was the dark match, and most people had started leaving. So it's hard to really tell what kind of reaction he actually would have gotten had they come out for. A, you know, during the regular show, um, but yeah, I don't know, it was fine, I mean, it wasn't the worst show I've ever been to, but, but it wasn't the best show I've ever been to, um, the, also, the weird thing was this, you know, it's been rumored forever and ever and ever that October 21st, they were gonna have, um, the, um, the pay-per-view TLC at the Garden, Everyone's expecting him to announce it. They even say we'll be back on October 21st, but didn't really say what it was about. And then they said, yeah, we'll be back on October 21st for a super show. WWE Live Super Show. I was like, wait, what? What happened to TLC? Well, it turns out they moved TLC to October 
I mean, they moved it from October to December, where it had usually been. Um, and then they just are not having another pay-per-view, I guess. And they're just getting rid of Clash of Champions. And people are saying, well, they already have a pay-per-view in Australia in October, so maybe they're just going to do one a month. And to some degree, I kind of understand that. Because the way they did it last time when they did the Saudi Arabia one, it kind of just overshadowed um, Backlash. But they just didn't spread them out. Because after Backlash, there wasn't until Money in the Bank. That was like six weeks later. So if they just had Backlash maybe a couple weeks down the line, it probably would have been fine. Which, in this case, they would be having TLC or whatever it would have been. A couple weeks later... You know, and there's plenty of time before Survivor Series. But now they're going to have this other pay-per-view, the Super Show or Super Smackdown or whatever they're calling it um, in Australia. And then it's going to be a while before Survivor Series. So it's confusing, but ultimately there's no pay-per-view in, in Boston. So that's that's where it's thanks. Um, yeah. Um, anyways, um, I guess let's just get into the Extreme Rules card. Um, yeah, coming up this weekend, Extreme Rules, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania from the PPG Paints Arena. Yeah. Um, whatever, whatever PPG Paints is, I don't even know. Must be a Pittsburgh thing. Um, alright, let's, uh, let's dive into it. So they did announce a pre-show match already. Um, which, where is it? Uh, oh, hmm. it, that's weird. It was announced as a pre-show match, but now it's not saying it's a pre-show match, but I'm going to go with that as a pre-show match because they said it was. Um, the New Day are taking on, the New Day consisting of all three three members of New Day, in this case. Cove Kingston, Biggie, and Xavier Woods will be taking on Sanity Eric Young, Alexander Wolf, and Killian Dane in a tables match. Um, you know, this was kind of a tough to predict because it's the pre-show. So, you know, I always kind of want to get the fans into it and kind of give them something to to chew on. But at the same time, Sanity's kind of new. But they've already kind of had them lose matches already. So I don't really know what the pro- thought process is on all this. So I'm just going to go with the New Day. Because I don't really know. Alright, now we move on to the main card, pay-per-view. Which now starts at 7, so pre-show's at 6. Main show's at 7, they started doing that at, for... Was it Money in the Bank they started doing that? They moved it up? I don't know, either way. Um, Alright, let's go... Alright, I don't really know what order to go to. Alright, let's go Finn Balor taking on Constable Baron Corbin. Um, in a just singles match because you know it's extreme rules, so singles match is extreme. Finn Balor's gonna win, like, I don't, I don't see. I mean, I would think, I would think, I would think, I don't know, but that's my prediction. Finn Balor, um, not really much going on with that other than just it seems to kind of be interweaving with other storylines and more so than anything else. Yes, Baron Corbin is the constable, whatever. Now he wrestles in like a suit, because that's what you do when you join the authority. But not the authority, just management, I guess. I don't know, whatever. Whatever you want to call it. 
Um, all right, next up we got... Um, I'm just going to do all the non-title matches first. I don't really know what order to go in. But these definitely aren't going to go in this order. <laughs> uh, we got uh, Roman Reigns taking on Bobby Lashley in a in a, another singles match. Because, yeah, Extreme Rules, singles match. Um, they had a big brawl to be in being Raw. It was kind of interesting. It was cool. There was a big dive by Roman Reigns. It always, looks pretty cool from when you're in person. I mean, he's done it a million times, so... But to see it live and in person, although from where my seats were, it was kind of, it's kind of weird. I've never sat up that high. I was in the promenade part. I've never sat up that high for wrestling. It's a bit, it's a weird angle, because uh, it's it's not really designed for to be up there, I guess. So like the lights are kind of in the way, and you kind of have to maneuver around to kind of avoid objects to see everything. Um, it was alright. It was alright. I don't know. Um, if if it was something, if it was something more than if it was a big event, like a pay-per-view or something, I think I'd rather be down closer. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it's fine. It's fine for a Monday Night Raw in the middle of July. Um, but, yeah, Bobby Lashley versus Roman Reigns. It's not a tough one because, I mean, ideally, the thought process or the rumors are that Roman Reigns is going to fight Lesnar at SummerSlam. But you just brought Bobby Lashley in. And then have him lose to Reigns. Where where do you go with him if that's the case? I don't know. So, but you can't have then Reigns fight. You know, you can't have Reigns then fight Lesnar if Lashley wins, unless you do like a triple threat somehow. And in which case, this is probably not going to end cleanly. But I gotta go with the Roman Reigns. Um, all right, next up, we got a, got Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens. There's no title involved in this, but it's at least a steel cage match. Steel cage matches are extreme to some degree, or at least they can be. They let them be. Whether this one is or not is debatable. And we'll find out, I guess. But, um, I don't see Braun Strowman losing to Kevin Owens in a steel cage match. <laughs> There's some, some other kind of match where he could somehow manipulate a win. Which I guess he could sneak out of the cage somehow, but yeah, I don't see it. I see Strowman winning. And, you know, again, Strowman versus Lesnar could happen. And he's still got the Money in the Bank briefcase. So, I don't know. But, um, yeah. Alright, then we move on to all the title matches, because there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven title matches on this card. And this isn't Clash of Champions, it's Extreme Rules, remember. Uh, so we got Jeff Hardy defending the United States Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura in a singles match. Yes, that dreaded singles match. It's Extreme. I mean, Jeff Hardy was in Team Extreme at one point, so I guess that counts, right? Um, given that they never pulled the trigger and giving Shinsuke, uh, which, by the way, he got bit by a dog. <laughs> he got bit by a police dog a couple weeks back because he was. Full, this match was supposed to happen on SmackDown a couple weeks ago, and then he got bit by a dog, and then they replaced him with uh, Eric Young, I believe, right? I think that was that week. Um, but 
yeah, they're like, I right, will have the match now. And he he was back. He's fine. He fought AJ last night. Um, I think they're gonna give him the title though, since they didn't pull the trigger with him giving the heavyweight championship. I think you gotta go do something with him. So I mean, I don't necessarily know that Jeff Hardy needs it. Um, yeah, I think he's gonna get a title. There you go. Uh, next up, we got Dolph Ziggler. Uh, defending the Intercontinental Championship, and I think I talked about this, and if I didn't, I should have. No, I did. I definitely did. Ziggler beat Rollins the night after, you know, Elias, who, if you'll notice as I go through this, isn't on the card. Um, neither is Bobby Roode, but that's a whole other thing. Um, and then Ziggler, ah, whatever. Seth Rollins lost the Intercontinental title to Ziggler. The same way he beat Elias the night before. I don't know why they just didn't give it to Elias. They're going to take it off him. But I guess they wanted to get this match in. So it's Dolph Ziggler taking on Seth Rollins. Um, in a 30-man Iron Man match for the Intercontinental Championship. I kind of feel like Rollins is going to take it back. Just because I don't see this match being... I just don't know where else they're going with Rollins for SummerSlam, and I don't know that he's going to fight Ziggler again. I could see him fighting McIntyre. Or maybe like a three-wears. I don't know. But I, I feel like... I think I, I feel like Rollins is going to take the title back. So here we go. I don't know. Like, two to two to one. Three to two. Something like that. Um, Alright. Let's move on. We got the Bludgeon Brothers defending the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, taking on Team Hell No, the reunited Team Hell No, the soon-to-be mayor of Knoxville County, Kane, and Daniel Bryan. Uh, Team Hell No, they're back. Um, back together. Um, taking on Blood for the tag titles. That's that's the interesting thing about this, because I don't know how much longer Kane's going to be around, because he's going to be mayor of Knoxville County. Pretty sure that election is soon. Um, uh, let me see. Let me look it up. Mayor Knoxville County Mayor um, uh, election. Let's see what this says. Yeah, he won the primary. I know that. Yeah, August second. He will face the Democratic Linda Hanley in the general election on August 2nd. It's it's July 11th, and Sunday's... Whoa, 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 whoa. Settle down there. Geico. Um, Sunday's July 15th. It's like three weeks. Until he's, like, having a, going to be a... I, I just... If if they win, I think they're going to lose it very quickly afterwards. Like I mean, it's one thing to have Lesnar and W and W yeah have Lesnar and UFC as the WWE Universe Champion, but to have Kane as a mayor of Knoxville County as the SmackDown Tag Team Champion, I don't know how that plays out. But now that I'm talking about it, they should totally do that. You know what? I'm screwed. I'm going to Team Hell No. I'm going team all out because I, I don't know, man. It just it just be so ridiculous not to do that. Um. Yeah. Wow. Okay. 
yeah, that's, I'm, I'm yeah, okay, <laughs> wow, I don't know, just blew my mind right there, um, all right, next up, we got, uh, the, the, the leaders of world, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt, taking on the B team of Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, B team weren't as over at Raw as I thought they were going to be, um, Hardy is still over fairly decently, and Bray's Bray, um, I mean, the biggest chant of the night was probably for the Celtics when they were showing Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns facing off against each other in front of the Celtics logo, and people started chanting for the Celtics, which was interesting, but, um, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, did the B team win? I don't know. Yes. No. No, no, I, I, I think I stay with Hardy and Wyatt. I'm probably wrong about both of those. All right, next up, we'll move on to the women's title matches. Uh, first, we got Carmella taking on Asuka in a singles match. Oh, by the way, I should have mentioned both those tag matches are just regular old tag matches because extreme rules. Um... Carmella taking on Asuka in a singles match for the women's championship. But the extreme part of this is James Ellsworth, who returned at Bunny in the Bank to help Carmella win and has fought Asuka the last two weeks in SmackDown, will be suspended all above the ring in a shark cage. Because, yeah, that's extreme. Unless there were sharks actually in the cage with him. I don't know. I don't, I don't really call it extreme. Um... I still feel like Carmella's going to win somehow. Yeah, I'm going with Carmella. And that, that burned me last time, last month, so it's probably wrong. So put all your money on Alaska. All right, next up we have Alexa Bliss defending the um, Raw Women's Championship against Nia Jax in an Extreme Rules match. How about that? That's crazy. An Extreme Rules match? Are you kidding me? At Extreme Rules? What are the odds? And, uh... Another note to this is uh, that um, Ronda Rousey will be ringside. She will buy a ticket and be ringside even though she's suspended. It was a bit confusing. They're like, well, she's suspended from Raw, but not from pay-per-views. But then she's going to buy a ticket. Which means, like, if she was suspended, why would she have to buy a ticket? If she's not suspended, why would she have to buy a ticket? And if she is suspended, couldn't she have just bought a ticket to Raw? Wouldn't it have been cheaper? Pay-per-view prices are probably higher. But anyway, she'll be there. <laughs> I think Alexa, Alexa Bliss could keep the title because I think Alexa Bliss and um, Ronda Rousey... Oh, not you. I think they will be having their match at SummerSlam. That's my guess. And finally, in, in probably won't be the main event of the evening, but it's the champ, WWE Championship, so why wouldn't it be? But it won't be. Because it's just a singles match for the WWE Championship. There's no rules, no extreme rules. It's not a, it's not a Bulgarian beatdown fight or a, or a any sort of Pittsburgh street fight or like a penguin pump handle slam match or something. Anything like that. It is AJ Styles defending the title against Rusev. I mean, I guess it's Rusev Day, but like, shouldn't it be like a Rusev Day match or something like? 
But every day is Rusev Day, so that'd just be every match is a Rusev Day match. I don't know. But ultimately, without any gimmicks or any stipulations or anything like that, I don't see AJ losing this title to to Rusev or anyone anytime soon. They didn't give it to Nakamura. I don't really see anyone else that's like, okay, let's he's definitely gonna be the guy. Uh especially not now, but and I don't think it's Rusev. So AJ Styles. So there we go. That is WWE Extreme Rules uh, happening this Sunday. After you finish watching the World Cup, turn over to WWE Network and check out Extreme Rules. Or watch none of them. It's up to you. Up to you, totally. Alright, so that's going to do it for this chapter of the One Man Renegade podcast. Um, I was going to do something else, but I think I'm going to do that as an extra special little show. So, um... Depending on when you're listening to this, stay tuned for Friday. Uh, as I'm recording this on Wednesday, I'll probably get it up, if not tonight, maybe tomorrow. So if you're listening on Thursday, or if you're listening to it on Friday, there would be another, there should be another episode available on Friday. Hopefully, we'll see if I can get it done in time. It's very relevant to Friday, given what the date is. So if I don't do it for this Friday, it's probably not going to happen for a while. But I do want to do it. So stay tuned for that. Um, check out the blog at razorvader.blogspot.com. Check out me on Twitter at razorvader. Be sure to s- subscribe to the One Man Renegade podcast on iTunes or sorry Apple Podcast, Stitcher. Uh, give me five stars. Leave comments. Do all that fun stuff. And have a blast this weekend. We're right in the middle of summer now, so it's nice and hot out. Go go, go to the beach. Go to a pool. Uh, run around um, in the field. I don't know. Whatever you want to do for summer. What do people do for summer? Go play. Go watch a baseball game. Plenty of uh, minor league ballparks out there that have plenty of good pricing on tickets and and whatnot. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just babbling at this point. But uh, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you hopefully tomorrow or the day after, depending on when you're listening to this, or at the same day, or if it already happened a long time ago. Um, for Friday the 13th, um, that's a little tease on what maybe I'm, I'll be talking about. Um, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.